How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Not Another Movie Podcast. I'm Ross Cutsworth, and I'm here with Zach Williamson and Luke Goosens, and we're going to be talking Star Wars, Witcher, Season 2, 1917, and the Oscars to finish it out. All right, let's get into it. Big Star Wars story. Oh, yeah, so Taika Watiti, he's in talks to do the next Star Wars film or do a Star Wars film. What's your thoughts? Taika Watiti, he directed... Episode 8 of The Mandalorian, he did Thor Ragnarok. He's going to do Thor 4, or Love and Thunder, that's what it's called now. Did Jojo Rabbit, which was great. A bunch of other indie movies. He has been nominated for a short film for his Oscar way back in 2004, and it's a pretty good film, too. It's like a black and white film. He's a pretty solid director, and he does pretty good at telling like coming-of-age stories. Besides, besides like the past couple works, Mandalorian and Thor Ragnarok, but Jojo Rabbit, coming-of-age story. The one before that, I can't remember the name of it, with Sam Neill, and I had the kid from Deadpool, the little fat kid. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know what movie he's done. I don't know what movie that is you're talking about. Anyways. Yeah, I just can't remember the name of it, but it was good, too. What do you think, Zach? Oh, I like it. I that's who, I, As soon as we watched Mandalorian Episode 8, I was, I was down with it. I said I wanted him to do something. And the other day, he even said if they asked him, he said, obviously, yeah, I'd say yes. Sounds like it's going to happen. All right, we're all down on it. If... All three of us are down on it, then it's gonna happen. It's gotta happen. I don't there's not a lot of directors who I feel are that prominent right now that would I think would take it just with the state of what Star Wars is right now. So good pickup. Yeah, I think it is a good pickup for him. Or for Star for Disney. Yeah, well I think it's a good there Disney already works with them with Marvel Studios, but I think that's a good pickup to expand over. You saw what he can do with Star Wars and he didn't even write that episode, so you let him write it, have more of his feel. That's probably going to be the thing, though, is that he's going to want to have his influence in it, which seems to work with Disney. They like humor, but I don't think his humor is over the top like some of the stuff. Yeah, and I don't think it comes off as corny, too. I think his humor stands up to like the test of time better than maybe some of the other humor that's been in Marvel movies or Star Wars movies. That's kind of feel some of it feels a little corny. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. As I was saying, I think he has, I like his humor better. Yeah, and then Jojo Rabbit. You guys didn't watch Jojo Rabbit yet, have you? Not yet. You guys should. It's a good movie. They got nominated for Best Picture this year, too. Yeah, definitely going to watch that. Once I get time. Oh, so I probably won't watch it. And he got Best Adapted Screenplay. So him and Ryan Johnson both got... Was it a book before or something? Yeah, it was a book about a kid who essentially has an imaginary friend. I think it was Hitler in the book, too. And he adapted that. imaginary friend's Hitler? Yeah, he so in the movie Taika Waititi plays wow. Hitler. Well, it's because he's a little German kid, and he's imaginary friends to a kid who's growing up in Nazi Germany and wants to be a Nazi. And he doesn't know how bad like Hitler is. No, because of all you know? the propaganda, they don't know anything over there. It's grown up in that, and it's funny though. Like, there's a lot of good humor in it, and they the reason the only reason why the studio made it, which was 20th Century Fox. I think it was actually 20th century. Yeah, exactly. Not, not 20th yeah. century Fox anymore. It was Fox searchlight. So now it's just searchlight pictures. They only picked it up if they said, if he agreed to be Hitler, 
<laughs> what the fuck? Why? That's a weird request. Because no one was going to, they were like, how are we going to get a big star to do this movie? I don't know. Pitch it like any other movie, I guess. You're just saying a big star wouldn't want to portray Hitler, is what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> then they're not a good actor, dude. If they're not willing to take any role, you got to dive deep. Any role. Yeah, I guess. I think that's what, here, I'm, let me confirm that real quick. But I'm pretty sure they said that they wanted. There's been so many Hitler actors in the past, though, I feel like. Name name like a big actor who played Hitler. A big, oh, a big actor? actor? I don't know, but the know. dude from Quentin Tarantino, that guy. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. He wasn't a big actor. No, but dude, it's just it's not that hard to find someone to play Hitler. Gee, why do you need a big actor to play Hitler? Well, they need it in this one because he's such a main character and he's with them the whole movie. He pops up anytime he's alone, pretty much. He pops up through most of the movie. Do they not pitch it to actors? Do they not get, uh, what do you call that? Where all the actors come in and read the lines. Oh, auditions? Audition. Well, I think what happened was that the problem was no one was going to pick up the movie. He was pitching this movie for years, essentially. He started writing it in 2011. And no one would pick it up because of the Hitler connection. What? So you're just supposed to act like he never existed? That's not what it means. They just don't want to, They don't think that movie will make money. Yeah, they don't want to deal with the fucking controversy. Yeah, because there's going to no, be... No, that's what I'm saying. My bad. I was just saying I agree with Luke. I don't even think it's about to do with the controversy as much as, dude, you're making a movie about Hitler. It probably is not going to make money. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Is it about Hitler or is it about this kid? Who's it's it about, about this kid and Hitler. Hitler is his imaginary friend. Follows him along the whole movie. Okay, so, I mean, do they make Hitler out to be a nice guy? No. Well, no. The kid views him as nice. From what I've seen in the trailers, it seems the kid views him as positive, but maybe the audience wouldn't view him as positive, obviously. Is that even actually Hitler if he's just a figment of this kid's imagination? Well, he's crazy as hell on it. He's really good at it. You should <laughs> definitely you should watch it, Luke. I think you'd like it, honestly. It's a good movie. Sounds dope. Honestly, I don't know if I'll ever yeah. <laughs> watch it. Do it. Trust me that it's really funny. If you're making a movie about Hitler and not World War II Nazis and the Holocaust, should you really be making it for money in the first place? You know, so it's kind of a. What are you talking about, bro? Every movie is made to make money. That's why you make movies. The business of movies. That's the business of movies, but you don't make movies solely to make money. These studios, these little studios like Searchlight Pictures, will not stay open if they don't have movies that are hits. So you have to go and find that gem. That's going to make money that year. It's going to get award recognition. Otherwise, you're probably going to lose money. I couldn't even tell you the other movies that Searchlight Picture put out this last year. But I know Fox overall was definitely shit. They didn't even have many hits at all in the entire year. This is one of them. In the whole Fox, everything under it. Because Searchlight Pictures is like a subsidiary of Fox Pictures. So you have to look at it like that whole way. They had so many movies bomb last year. Like Dark Phoenix, that's one that they dropped $200 million on that movie. Bro, that's Fox's problem. Dumb shits. That's what I'm saying. But then you have these little indie studios that they own, like Searchlight. That's an indie studio that I don't know the history of it. It was either they started it or it was acquired, and you have to make money or they you lose. people start getting fired. You, know? you have to make money on these things. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Well, then what are you saying? I'm saying if you're making a movie about <laughs> fucking Hitler... Nazis, World War II, the primary focus shouldn't be to make money. Yes, that is one goal of the movie. But the goal of the movie should be to cast a new light on it or, you know, look at it from a different angle or through a new lens. Well, yeah, that's what he's doing. He's trying to show you a kid growing up in Nazi Germany with propaganda everywhere. and Yeah, which is dope. Yeah, and painting it like it's this good thing. That's what the story does. 
it's just it's a dramedy it starts there's a lot of humor in it but it's it takes a turn eventually it has really good themes and ups and downs in it they probably wanted him because they're saying you wrote this character you can probably do it the best and make it the zany person that you're definitely not supposed to take seriously you definitely don't take him seriously he's clearly crazy as fuck in it it's just taika's a pretty good character actor and he wrote it and that's another motivation is oh so this guy's gonna take this risk to be in this movie he's directing it that's how you can get someone like scarlett johansson who probably wanted to work with them and come be in the movie and you get really good supporting actors like uh, sam rockwell who's an oscar winner oscar nominee all the time you get other people you get just better talent what with just getting a, a bigger actor just getting taika because taika's hot right now he just came off thor ragnarok he's do he was doing stuff with star wars at the time with john favreau they he had he was going to do the akira movie but he dropped that because of all this because of star wars and thor 4 well he was supposed to do akira but thor 4 happened and that obviously takes precedent so it bumped out as Akira, and that got bumped back. But if he's doing Star Wars, that Akira movie, him directing it, no way. I'm mean, not gonna have time for any of that. Might not ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see though, because Leo's producing it. True. So. No, my my point wasn't that. Were you saying, in addition to the movie making money, they should also focus on the story elements and what they're trying to portray in the story? Yeah, but I was saying that should be their top priority. Okay, that's it. That's all I had on. I think we got a good talk on Taika playing Star, doing <laughs> yeah. Star Wars. Taika, Taika. Oh, this was the last big thing. So Colin Trevorrow, his, this has been confirmed by a few sources too, that it was his episode nine script that leaked and it came out 11 days before Carrie Fisher died. So this is in 2016 and it was called Duel of the Fates. So that's kind of a cool title. I've never, we haven't had a title. I don't think that's named after a song though, right? No, unless there's some crazy deep cut song out there that's like called Attack of the Clones or something. Yeah, somehow before, and it was in the Phantom Mist. Yeah, or in the OG trilogy somehow. Let me see if I can find like our the little thread I wrote on what some of the main differences were. Yeah, I remember looking through that. There was a bunch of stuff. It sounded interesting. I don't know if it would have been better, but it sounded interesting. And I can see why Colin Trevorrow got a story credit because they use a lot of the similar, they use a lot of stuff. Mustavar was in both of them. There was a force ghost of Luke. But this one was centered more around Coruscant at the end rather than Exegol. Yeah, Exegol wasn't even in it. And Palpatine wasn't going to be the main villain. The other night, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, I sat awake in bed. I was trying to go to bed early and I sat awake in bed for like two hours just thinking about every way that I would have made episode nine different. And I was just like, fuck, just rolling around, tossing and turning in bed. <laughs> just losing sleep. <laughs> yeah, literally lost like two and a half hours of sleep over it, probably. Well, it's, it's been hard to move on because then you see all this shit come out about it. And it's just, damn, that probably would have been a little better. Just if you alone getting rid of Palpatine as the main villain would have been a lot better, I think. And so reading that one kind of hurt seeing that. It was just, he was just going to be a holocron in it. This was the part that was stupid, though. The holocron was going to guide Vader, because it was supposed to be left for Vader, assuming that Luke kills Palpatine, Luke falls to the dark side, he's now Vader's apprentice. It was a holocron left for Vader. and it was On what to do. Yeah, and it was telling him to go to his master, which is the part that doesn't make any sense. It was, his name was like Torvalum, but we know that Palpatine's master is Plagueis. So that part seemed kind of bullshit. That's canon. That would be a big change that they did in that. There was parts in it that still sounded pretty bad. Well, maybe it was. It could have been Palpatine lying to Vader. He lies a lot. But I thought that's what George Lucas said, that that's, that was his master. Oh, Torval? No, 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 that Plagueis was for sure his master, canon. Oh, no, no, no. For sure, Plagueis is his master. But I was saying 
maybe you said the holocron is what said that his master was this other guy no no, no. all right but it's palpatine as the holocron telling him yeah but i'm saying palpatine could have been lying in that oh so it's not it's like a fake some trickery essentially it was this sith lord who's been in hiding for ten thousand years it somehow has been alive for ten thousand years or some shit like that and oh, that's what? what i'm saying that kind of sounds bad. <laughs> you know that sounds that that's also like a retcon of what has happened so yeah agreed there was a lot of stuff that really built off of the last jedi there was ray was still gonna be no one she's not a fucking palpatine in this story and luke was gonna be a huge presence through the whole movie because there's even that part at the end of the last jedi where he says if you strike me down you'll never be get rid of me that's what he said to him and in this movie luke skywalker's literally haunting kylo the whole movie he's in his head so that's that's mm. totally different than what what happened in this and he's training ray too he was supposed to be training this one at Training her as a force ghost. Oh, Luke's force ghost. I wonder how, what Leia's story would have been in this one. It didn't honestly sound like she did as much, even though you know they were advertising it as it would have been her movie. But she was just leading the resistance and not a Jedi either. Still, that was that, that was a change. That's dumb. The whole her movie thing. Yes, it was going to be her movie, but unfortunately she passed away so it can't be her fucking movie anymore you know yeah it does it's suck just, but then you just you can't do it you can't be her movie then yeah I, that's what i'm saying like and this script didn't sound like it i can't remember what happened to lay at the end i think she lives interesting and then another thing too was ray is she's questioning the whole jedi stuff too she's saying how does this even work there's a balance that's never worked y'all keep killing each other good and bad so <laughs> we need to do something different that's what she's saying to luke the whole time in the movie too Whereas now it's back, good and bad. One of the things I really wish like, was different from what we got is Finn's storyline about being an ex-stormtrooper would have been explored more and him actually showing remorse for killing other stormtroopers or, you know, doing something about it. Definitely, dude, because you would have such a problem killing people that you know are just brainwashed when you were that. Yeah, you used to be that person. Just scared. Like, all those people are scared to do anything other than being a stormtrooper. Yeah, I agree. That would have been cool. That would have been something, and that was something JJ never built off of, but whatever, I guess. There was something else, too, that was really cool in this movie. Oh, Luke or Kylo was going to fight Darth Vader and just get whooped. Oh, that would have been so sick to see. Like, Force Ghost style. Or not Force Ghost style, but Empire Strikes Back cave style. Something similar to that, where it's him fighting some sort of spirit somehow. Some crazy kind of force chamber where they're just locked in. Yeah, or some unexplainable shit. The only way yeah. you can say it is, yeah, that was the force. <laughs> the force. And then he called Vader soft and just tosses his helmet and tells him that, said something like, you allowed love to cloud your judgment. That's why he turned back to good. That was just, he was just going to be dark the whole time. He was never going to have a redemption arc. So that would thought would have been better because that's what they set up, that he was supposed to be the baddie in this movie series. Yeah, I mean... That would definitely wasn't one of my bigger problems. I liked his arc in this movie, to be honest, but it would have been cool to see him as a baddie, too. I think either would have been fine. Yeah, I think Adam Driver is such a good actor that no matter what they did with it, he's going to make it work, make it look good. But that would have been different than him getting the Darth Vader arc where he comes back to good. But yeah, and that was it. There were some other details, too. Like Rose Tico was supposed to have a bigger part. I don't whatever. Bro, she was studying the whole movie. She was in the books. She was hitting the books. Coruscant was being a major planet, like you were saying. There's some other shit, too. Han Solo was supposed to be in both of them. So there was definitely elements that they picked from this and reused, actually, in the movie. Anyway, so that's it. That's all I had on that. Luke, any take? (laughs) (laughs) 
The most unenthusiastic. It's just like I'm done with. I'm done with this movie. You know, dude, we fucking gonna. Yeah, no, I know. I feel you. Okay, next, let's do The Witcher. We haven't talked about The Witcher yet. Season two. The season two timeline. There's a few things. Hold on. Or just anything. No, no. There's like a. Did we talk about the Reddit? Ask me anything. What? Did we talk about her like AMA? Who's no, we didn't. The showrunner. She did an AMA, meaning Ask Me Anything on Reddit where she answers questions about the second season and how it's going to be like, what is going to be different. And she talked about stuff that they, she thinks they did wrong in the first season. Oh, but big story. This is the one I was going to forgot to tell you guys about. So dude who plays Tormund, Christopher Hibju, he's rumored to be in the, sh- how do you say his name? I, you might've got it right. I don't even know where this guy's from. He's from fucking like, it seems like he's from like a Nordic country Norwegian, or, yeah. or a Slavic country possibly cast in the witcher because the director of this next upcoming season they're scouting out locations and for some reason this guy did a hashtag he did hashtag henry cavill hashtag anya the girl who plays yennefer and then he also did hashtag christopher hivju in his post before he deleted it like an hour later so it was just those three hashtags yeah like why would you do that He's never worked. They've never worked be- together before either. Went and looked in their IMDb. Nothing lines up. Bro's going to be on season two. And I checked his agency that he has out in Norwegian, uh, wherever the fuck he's from. <laughs> Norway? Or- Norway, yeah. I checked their website and I checked some of their other clients. And they've had people get cast in the show from his agency. So there's connection. So he's probably going to be in it. I emailed his agent, so we'll see. I doubt she's going to confirm it, but we'll see. Do you have any idea what character he would be? I I was thinking about it. I just I'm not that familiar with uh, the book lore or anything, so I'm not really sure. He's probably going to be some dude from Skelligard, though. Would be my guess, like a Jarl from Skelligrad, or maybe he's a creature or some shit. Oh, a creature that'd be sick too. Yeah. There's giants. I don't know about giants. I was thinking maybe someone who's been cursed. Don't they have people get cursed? Yeah, there's cursed ones, but they're all vampires. Well, there's that rat-looking Bot- motherfucker. Botlings. Oh yeah, the prince. Yeah, something like that in creep. that realm. He seems like a big actor though. That he would have to have a like a recognizable face. That he would have a bigger part. Is he really that big though? I'd say go blue him up. I would say anyone from Game of Thrones at this point is decent sized TV actor. He was a regular in, for four or five seasons. And a fan favorite, too. Yeah, he was supposed to die, but they everyone loved him so much that they just kept him alive the whole time. Same shit with Braun. But he wasn't supposed to die. He was just supposed to be written off. Really? Yeah. Damn, if they had written Braun out, I would have boycotted him sooner. Because, you know, <laughs> well, in the books, it's Ellen Payne that teaches Jamie how to sword fight with his left hand. Oh, yeah. Well, they had to write him out. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Even though they wrote him out because they thought he was going to die from cancer, but he didn't. Damn. But didn't he die a year later? No, he's still alive. He beat his cancer, but he was already written out. (laughs) Poor guy, man. Because, yeah, he would have been a bigger character. He wouldn't have said shit the whole time, but how does he teach him while he can't talk? He teaches him with swordplay, baby, with action, I guess. And the reason that they hire him is because he can't talk and tell people that He's shit with his left hand. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that probably would have been a big secret. Yeah, because yeah. people still thought he was pretty good with his left hand, but he's a, was actually fucking terrible. Yeah, he was trash. Yeah. That's <laughs> trash why, bro. how the fuck did that guy even live? I don't know. 
against all those White oh. Walkers shit. Or no. The and lights. all the fucking Dothraki as well. Oh yeah. Well, dude, he should have died by that fucking dragon. That's true. God damn, Bronze saving his ass again. Yeah, it came flying out of nowhere. Shit, yeah. dude. I totally he forgot about that. With all that armor on too. <laughs> oh yeah. He definitely should have drowned. They swam like half a kilometer under fucking water. Damn, the signs were there the season before. I'm just now realizing it. Oh no. Definitely you could see the signs. It's not that bad, you know? It's just <laughs> it little was still pretty things. good. That that was like, all yeah. right, I'll give that one a pass because you just can't do that again. Yeah. But they went they doubled down, dude. Damn, bro. <laughs> it always comes back to GOAT season eight. When did you start calling it GOAT? Got. I'm sorry. I always think you're talking about fucking I don't even know what you what I'm thinking. Like, like the G O A T, the greatest of all time. Yeah, but for some reason I just my mind goes straight to GOATs. Yeah, or else if you keep calling it goat, you're about to get got, son. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. By you? Try it. You freaking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> on my Just way, kidding. on my way to Boston to fuck your ass up. Okay, okay. I don't know when I started calling it goat though. It's just so easy. Yeah, dude. It's just the what do you call that? Oh, the oo. You know, goat, 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 goop. Wait, goop. No, not the fucking <laughs> like Gwyneth Paltrow. Not shit. that. What is that shit? It's like what is it? Korean foreskin baby foreskin is it for what? babies gwyneth paltrow's goop shit i thought it was like for vagines oh i mean multiple she has multiple products right what the fuck oh i mean multiple she has multiple products right what the fuck no tell me now i don't even you need to look this up when you <laughs> all right this is i don't think this was actually gwyneth paltrow i was just fuck. but there is multiple hollywood actresses that use a face lotion that is made from the extract of baby foreskins and most of them come from like korea and it supposedly keeps your skin younger wow damn that's gnar yeah yeah fucking (laughs) fucked up like look that shit up a ton of hollywood actresses i feel like we definitely this has been brought up somehow but yeah when if paltrow invented this with the goop shit oh no i i said i don't know about that (laughs) okay (laughs) okay Damn, they circumcise babies in Asia? I mean, I guess. They circumcise people everywhere, motherfucker. No, they don't. Not in Mexico. Well, yeah, not every everywhere, but all over the world, yeah. Dude. This ain't fucking 1900s no more. (laughs) All right, jeez. (laughs) Get shit on, Luke. All right, 10 foreskin, I get it. Okay, fuck the goop shit. We can move on. We can get to the actual. <laughs> it was actually The Witcher. We yeah, we're talking about The Witcher. What the fuck were y'all talking about? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Goop. Yeah. I feel like, so, okay, this was everything that we went through. We haven't gone through this action, I don't think. So, season two, she said the storyline will be much more linear now that they're all together. So, I think when the other actors were talking about how there was going to be flashbacks, it's not going to be, it's going to be clear that they're flashbacks. And this is the time, I guess, right? Like, this is the timeline moving forward from here. And probably won't be as much. Yeah, I hope, dude. I'm sick and tired of this bouncing around. And she said it'll be structurally, it'll be structured differently. Because I think that she's even acknowledging that it was a little all over the place. And she was talking about how they wrote scripts that were way too long. And so their scripts are a lot shorter. So maybe they just wrote stuff too long and they 
couldn't fit it into an hour episode or something, which to me just means, why don't you stretch out your episodes? Why is it, why does it have to be limited to an hour? If you want to put in those details, like some of those things that we've had problems with in the show that didn't make sense, like just show it, make it longer talk to Netflix. If you know, you got to have a hit show. Yeah. This thing has a lot of potential for sure. I still see people talking about it. Yeah. There's a lot of people into this season, even though it was really mixed critically anyways. It was mixed critically, but I feel like audiences compared to a lot of the stuff that's been mixed critically lately, like the audience did enjoy this for the most part, but most people were just like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. (laughs) I don't know where the, where they were at in timeline. I enjoyed it. The, you know, multiple storylines. I also had people that had read the entire books uh, the entire book series and so they could explain it to me as we were watching it which was nice yeah i sent luke the timeline that they officially released the butcher luke was just like what in the fuck <laughs> the butcher of blaviken the butcher of blaviken that see that whole scene even renfrey everyone got recast from that first episode they redid the whole episode essentially damn <laughs> damn got style goat okay Next, I mean, the other some of the other stuff just says there's possibly gonna be more witchers and they'll explain more of the lore. I assumed they were gonna do that anyway, but they did say that the villains and the guardians are gonna explore them and make it show more why they're doing this, dude. I want the enough guardians to get a costume upgrade because honestly, I wasn't a huge fan of their armor. Yeah, Luke didn't like that either, right? I thought they looked okay, they looked all right, but in the in the books. They're these intimidating, super badass, you know, soldiers that are just ruthless. Well, not badass in a good way, in a bad way, I guess. They're just ruthless motherfuckers. They're really intimidating. And the armor doesn't really portray that for me. Yeah, it looks like a black ruffles. (laughs) Yeah. Makes them look soft. That was one of the things that I think she did get asked about. So there could be a switch, maybe. I think that was, yeah, that was probably... I have seen that critique somewhere else, too. You can't just switch their armor in the middle of the deal. Break up the continuity, is what you're saying? Exactly. That doesn't make sense. They're wearing these black armor. What are they going to wear next? Some weird... What if they go somewhere where the weather's way different? Ooh, that's a good point. That'd be one way. The armor's supposed to have gold on it, too. Supposed to be black and gold, or like their colors. So they probably won't switch that then. They'll probably just be like, well, fuck it. Y'all got to live with it because <laughs> this is what we did. Or maybe just modify it a little bit and then never explain it. Yeah. And just say, Niall, this is how you have to live with it. <laughs> yeah, they could do that for sure. And they did say there was something else that I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, she just, well, this is like a big one for diversity. She was saying that they'll continue to do colorblind casting and expand the reach even more. And I think they do do a good job of that compared to, let's say, some other fantasy stuff we've seen. Like Game of Thrones is pretty white. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Colorblind casting. What's that? Just when you you don't have a set color for who the character could be. Just you're bring you're just trying to get the best actor. Triss is white in the books and the game too. Which one's Triss? So I mean, the mage. The other yeah, mage that she can whip up a helps a weed plant real quick if you needed to. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the point of that shit, but yes, yeah, she can do it. <laughs> I don't know why she didn't just close the doors again. <laughs> what part are you talking about? When she was whipping up that plant shit to stop them. Oh, the very the very last episode? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, she could have just sprouted fat trees right there. Yeah, or that. Maybe she's not that strong. Yeah, dude. What the heck? She, why don't she just... Yeah, so, uh, like two fatty redwoods. They never would have gotten through. Right? 
<laughs> you make the tiniest slit. How the fuck they getting through that thing? You got to bring out. You got to bring that one other girl and just probably sacrifice the rest of your troops. Try to get through that magic spell. Yo, and I'm pretty sure in the books, Triss is supposed to be a really powerful uh, fire mage too. But they didn't show her using any fire magic at all, which was weird. Because Yennefer is the one that needed to use it. Really? Yeah, Yennefer went beast mode. Yeah, in the book, she's like crazy strong fire mage. But Yennefer is still more powerful than Triss in the books as well. Why does that seem... That seems so different than her current power set. It is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it <laughs> so, definitely. I mean, so that may... Huh. What even is she good at? Plant shit? Some I don't know. Whipping it's up unclear. some... Yeah, some roots. <laughs> yeah, she's going to sprout poison ivy. You're going to get really itchy. Just she grabs some, some mushrooms and shit. Get all of them trippy. <laughs> yeah, just trippy. She, that's what she should do. <laughs> what if she boys. could just lift up a bunch of shrooms and release spores? They did. They, they did oh, do did that. they? Fuck, that's right. Okay. Did she yeah. do that? I don't know if it was her, but they did that. The mages collectively. Damn. Cause I think it might have been a different That one. seems way more badass than that like little tree door she was trying to make yeah that shit look flimsy as exactly fun. why was she right next to it like oh you guys might be able to get through this and stab me <laughs> they fucking uh, did too yeah i don't know they burned the shit out of her yeah bro uh yeah the show overall does other thing too she said for sure not till 2021 and she says that they're they're not rushing it they're taking their time with it so i like that that's good yeah and she said the, sh- the scripts will be shorter so they'll be i'd say i'd seem more like what do you call it? Not cohesive, but it might say. like tight, tighter scripts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. Dude, I still really like this show, but I will admit I came out super hot for it. After first watching it, I was like, damn, this show is great. Didn't have any problems with it, really. Damn, no lies. I fell asleep during the first episode, and then I woke up right before okay. the Renfrey battle. The whole, that Perfect whole thing. Damn, dude. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. We'll go right... As he's walking up and he just says, fuck. And I was like, oh shit, something's about to happen. And then it did that whole sequence, man, with the slow motion. It made it feel all video game-like. And just that first slice where he sliced through that dude's dome, I was saying, oh shit, that looked really good. And I was into it. Like the violence? Just the sequence, man, just looked like a really good, well-put-together fight scene. Oh, gee, Zach, you're a perfect example of... Violent media affecting the youth. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> Jesus, you fucking degenerate. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't hooked with the story before that. The mage guy, the old guy, what's his name? Stregobor. Stregobor. His sequence was so boring. I was just like, I don't care about you. And before that, I, liked- I don't know, man. I just wasn't into it and I fell asleep. But then I woke up then and I was hooked and I kept waiting for another sequence just like that for the rest of the show. Didn't get it for you? Yeah. There was a couple pretty good ones, but not like that. That one was not, phenomenal. Yeah. And when not I learned... Like that. Yeah, when we were looking into it and we found out it was a totally different fight choreographer, I was thinking, okay, that makes total sense that it was just that much above everything. They need to hire that guy for sure. Yeah, that was some dope stuff. I I did like the straight board part, though, just because I like the philosoph- or philosophical... Back and forth, they were doing. Probably need to rewatch it because now I know all their characters, but I just wasn't hooked to start. Understandable. Yeah, I should clarify that for listeners too. So there's, what's this guy's name, Luke? Wolfgang? Oh, shit. Yeah. The is he, choreographer. Is he still here? Yeah, Wolfgang. What's his last name? Steigman. Stegman. 
Wolfgang Stiegemann. So he was brought in personally by Henry Cavill for that last fight against Renfrey. Renfrey's crew. And for that whole, all that stuff, they recast it because the first time it wasn't good enough. So he brought this guy and this guy did Mission Impossible Fallout. He does a bunch of Tom Cruise movies. The other person who does all the other fight choreography was the guy who plays the Night King in Game of Thrones. Ass. Vladimir Furtick, which he had a couple of good ones. Like I like the Striga fight too. Is that what it's called? Oh, Striga. The Striga. That was a good, I was into that sequence. Yeah, that fight was dope. There was something else too that was pretty good. Did you like the mage battle at the end? Not really. The one stunt I thought that was really good was when she fucking like dropped down and that other girl just crashed into the ground and she fell down. Oh, yeah. How she kind of levitated to the ground a little yeah, bit. Yeah, watch the behind the scenes on that fight. It looks sick the way they did it. But I don't even think that's him. That's got to be a different stunt coordinator because that's not fighting. But I didn't think yeah. any of the other fights looked as good as that one. No. I, yeah, I hate to say it. I agree with you, though. Like the dragon, probably the best the dragon lair could have been a way better. better. Yeah. Oh, agree. Like it had that one little red herring of that guy slowly crawling up. Like, what the fuck is that guy going to do? He just gets roasted. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The whole time is just is just thinking this dragon could probably kill you all if it really wanted to anyway. The I like the one where he fought the zombie shit. Oh, the ghouls? The ghouls. Anytime he went like black-eyed mode, those ones were pretty good for the most part. The spider fight, though, wasn't it? That one, dude, that's what started the episode for me, the spider fight. It felt very just cliche and TV-like to me. Oh, with him reaching for the sword. <laughs> yeah, he's reaching for the sword forever. The shit is just missing him. And I just wasn't, I thought that one could have been better. I liked the, the cold open style of it. Though. Yeah, oh yeah. Cold, that was cool. It, it jumped right into that. And I did like when that guy got pieced in the big battle they had in the first episode. <laughs> oh, fuck. Just domed right through yeah, the that. Yeah, that part made me stick up because I was like, oh shit, that guy was kind of annoying at that dinner before the scene. <laughs> and that was a cool death. I kind of like when. The main Nilfgaardian soldier is fighting the doppelganger, and he kills everyone in the tavern. Oh, yeah, that one was pretty good. Because well, he doesn't yeah. know which one could be the doppelganger, so he just slaughters everyone. Yeah, there was definitely... Like, damn, that's dark. For real, there was definitely good stuff throughout, definitely. I think maybe I just felt, when I saw that first one, I was like, holy shit, dude, if that's how everything is going to be in this, then this is going to be insane. Yeah, you had high expectations. Yeah, I was way up there after that one. It's still pretty good. Though. I feel like this show has potential, and they fired that fight choreographer, so they clearly thought themselves as a show that they could do it better. And Hell Netflix yeah. probably recognizes this could be a huge thing. So if they do, if they improve on the season two, man, fuck, this could be it could be a big show for a while. It seems like aren't they all together for? There's how many books that they have not even covered yet? Eight. Damn. No, how many? They only. Oh wait, that they haven't covered. How many did they do in that first season one? They took parts of the first two books and maybe parts of the third one, but they had to, they changed it because so initially the first book he wrote didn't have some of the characters that they wanted to include in this. And then he retroactively wrote the second and third book. Actually, he changed it so that they were the first and second book because it made more sense to read them that way. So like the first three books are all kind of cohesive from what I from my understanding of it. So they still have a lot of story. And even at the beginning, they still have a lot of story because they just pretty much got together now, main characters. And there was other changes too. Geralt is a lot older than all of them in this one, whereas I'm pretty sure Yennefer was the oldest one in the books and the video game. I think they're pretty close to each other, but yeah. No, Stregobor is the oldest one. No, yeah, Stregobor is definitely the oldest, but out of the main characters, Yennefer and Geralt are the oldest. 
I think they're within like 10 years of each other in any depiction, though. No. Is that not true? No. Jennifer, in the books, she's, I think she's like, she's in her, almost her hundreds, right? Because right now in yeah, this, and this Gerald is over 100 years old. He's 103. Oh, he's 103 in Yeah, this? that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't know that, right? Well, I thought he was 90 something. I thought he was in his 70s. Because in the, oh, at this point, he would be in his 70s or 80s, possibly, because it's a little earlier in the story. Yeah, he's 103 right now, and Yennefer's, I want to say, like, 70. Mm, okay. So, in The Witcher 3, which takes place, I think, five years after the events of the last book, Geralt is 98, I think. Oh, so after and this. Then, yeah. And then Yennefer is 110 or something like that, or 115. Yeah, and Siri's so like 13. Maybe older. Fucking Christ. 14. <laughs> no, in, in the last, in The Witcher 3, she's... 22 i think or something like that or 20 she's in her mid to or early 20s so there's gonna be a big time jump soon i don't i mean i don't know what i've never read the books i just know in the witcher 3 after all the books it's like five years after all the books three to five years so maybe after next season they might have to do like a time jump yeah possibly that's what they could probably get people's ages because if they just made the the bard look older too that would have helped what's his name dandelion yes Yes, gear. Yeah. Yes, gear. Yeah. His nickname is Dandelion, though. Oh, yeah, I guess. Fuck, I don't remember that. But, yeah, he was 18 at the start of the story. He's in his 40s at the end. Damn. <laughs> I know, that's just someone that they maybe... I, I think in the book it says he looks pretty young for his age, but from yeah. that difference, that's a while. So that's something they said that they were going to try to improve next season was the whole age gaps. I like it. They have the right attitude, definitely. They're not you know, feeling sorry for themselves or anything or like they're they're just being optimistic about it, which I think is good. And they're trying to get better is the main thing. This timeline says she, Geralt was in his 70s when he was banging. Renfrey was 18. That's, Damn creepy. That's a gap. Holy fuck. Talk about a rhino, brother. Holy fuck, yeah, man. major rhino. That's a gap. Dude, the same time he ages differently, you know, so he looks like he's probably in his 30s. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's probably why he likes Jennifer so much. They're both just old. Kindred souls. Let's see. There's some there was something else with this timeline that I'm pretty sure witchers live to be around three hundred years old. They live for hundreds of years. If they don't die. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't die from I'm sure most of them die though. Monsters. That was another yeah, that man. was another thing too. The showrunner says is next season there'll be more monsters again. But it's supposed to show how monsters are leaving this world because they're just getting slaughtered. Because of the humans. Anyway. Anything else on that? That's all I got. Seems like next season, Yennefer's probably going to be guiding Siri how to be a mage and all that. Oh, wait. Yennefer is guiding Siri? Yeah, I bet. Maybe. Who do you think is going to show her how to control her powers besides another powerful ass? I know, and I don't know what Yennefer and Siri's relationship is exactly in the books, but I do know in that storyline, Geralt takes her back to Kaer Morin and trains her to be a witcher. And Kaer is the place where witchers are created and trained and shit. Or one one place among many. I don't think she's going to be a... You, th- you think she's... A, it doesn't seem like... She doesn't seem like that kind of character to be a witcher. Seems more like a maid. Yeah, but her character is definitely growing. It's like evolving. Or are you just saying her power set, like her skill set? Yeah, and this actress. She definitely has crazy-ass abilities. Well, I'm just thinking even from a stunt aspect. Yeah, I don't know. Might have to recast... <laughs> hey Luke, wake Luke, up! Huh? One more, one last convo. Wake up, you jabroni! I'm listening. I'm just resting my eyes. 
<laughs> oh, that's the old adage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just resting my eyes. <laughs> the old adage, bud. <laughs> All right, we're getting into 1917, so there's your spoiler warning. Let's get into it, boys. All right. Okay, Zach, go first. 15 more minutes, fool. Um, I'm listening. I'm listening intently, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah, I thought this right. movie was... Man, I haven't seen it in a couple of weeks now, so I wish it's not as fresh in my mind. But this is probably the most immersive movie I've felt in a while. Definitely last year. It was just a cool shot style, the way they did the whole one shot. And you could kind of pick up when they were going to do a shift change. Sorry, a scene change. When they kind of moved by their head a little bit, that was probably d- definitely a scene. Or when he's passed out for a while, obviously, jumping in the water, just those kind of stuff. But it was just really masterful how they did the sets and for what they had to do for those sets. Like they had to literally map out what they were going to do on clay, make models of everything and really map everything out because you had to sometimes get it in that one take. They were saying that there was days when the sun would come out and they wanted to look sort of gloomy the whole time they're doing the story. They would only have maybe 15 minutes to try to do a whole sequence per day and they'd have to wait hours for it to get cloudy again to get that gloominess because it's supposed to be the spring of 1917 damn that's rough yeah so just the the technical work and put on this and the, the filmmaking style yeah the story is not the most insane thing ever it's pretty point a to point b and I like saving that, private though. ryan style but that's not a fault for me at all either that's what i was going to say i just saw that was like something people have been critiquing and that didn't matter to me at all because the way that they did this, it felt super realistic and probably was very realistic to probably what happened in 1917. Just you don't really see World War One movies that much anymore either. And the whole war was not really for anything either. And that would have really sucked because you're not moving the whole time. You're stuck in these fucking trenches. And that whole trench sequence was crazy too. They had to build all those fucking sets and probably were booby trapped the hell out of back then and that 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 was so intense going through there because it's just the whole time i was thinking holy shit they're gonna run into like a sniper just someone that's chilling back like that guy ran into a sniper later in the movie and damn dude it was just intense the whole time it never let up and i really liked the characters damn we really started a war over one person dying what the fuck we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, some other. No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying we as in humanity. Well, yeah, that whole war just sounds stupid. Looking, like reading about back on it yeah. and listening, like learning about it, it just was stupid. Yeah, and then Germany just got fucked after that. True. Yeah, they because of that's what led to dude, Hitler if, being being able yeah. to take a move, man. Because they were just fucked. Their economy was shit, dude. They. There was pictures of them literally using dollar bills as wallpaper because it was cheaper than wallpaper. Damn. What the wow. fuck? Because hmm. they had such crazy inflation in their economy after the reprimands that were put on hmm. them for World War One. Did they start it? Who started it? Who started it exactly? Oh, it was... Uh, reparation. It was an assassination. Yeah, the reparation. Oh, wait. Who started the reparation? Well, someone got assassinated. I know that. I don't remember which country did it. Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Wasn't it a Syrian? Serbian. Yeah, Serbian, not Syrian. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a perfect time to do this story, like spring, because later that year is when they introduced mustard gas and all that. So they, they wouldn't be able to do any of that shit realistically. That would have been fucking awful, too. Damn. Yeah. Fuck all that poisonous gas. Geneva Accords. Good thing. The poor Very soldier, too, probably was there for another year, man. <laughs> 
that word yeah, until, after all that yeah, until after all that you probably didn't even send them back home i think it ended in 1919 right 1918 it ended in 1918 or 1918 yeah luke back yeah. then did they do t- like how long would you stay over there for i don't know dude it was different than world war ii it was a lot longer yeah they didn't know about all the shit that it yeah. caused to your head and yeah, they didn't realize that shit. Because World War One was the first modern war. Because before that, it was war was really glorified and shit. I mean, I guess it could still be glorified, but not to the same level. Wait, what do you mean? I don't know. Oh, because people would like going off to war were really excited about it. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're going off to war," and like it's gonna be. You know, people had a lot different idea of what war was in their head before World War One. And then going going into World War One, then no, going into previous wars before World War One, and then the brutality of World War One really kind of changed the mindset on how people approach war. And yeah, that one sounds really brutal because you're just posted up in these fucking shitty trenches forever. No move, you don't move forward at all. Yeah, when you send people over, you just send like hundreds of people over to just get mowed down, and you maybe get like ten extra feet. Yeah, for what, you know? I don't get why they didn't just build the fucking trenches towards each other, you know? Bombs, maybe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. I, there has to be a reason why they didn't, you know? I don't... Yeah. Because that seems... That seems so simple. Yeah, or fucking hide out in the fucking trees or something. Dude, they could have mined tunnels over to them and fucked them oh, they probably world. tried that shit you think i bet they had to have yeah but all they had to mine with were just shovels and shit right that's like just the cool. manpower i guess yeah so dude fucking they made a fuck ton of those tunnels those trenches were massive yeah dude the russian miners yeah. they mined out fucking all of chernobyl in 10 days damn beast what the fuck yeah and then that shit didn't work out yeah it did didn't it's it just... It fucking burned what? down. <laughs> Chernobyl. This is He's after. Joking. Oh, oh, after. Oh, yeah, true. Remember they had to fucking mine yeah. out all the bottoms so they could put that, that cooling shit underneath? I thought you were talking about building the foundation and shit for Chernobyl. Same. No, I just watched this show, Chernobyl, so I was like, damn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah those guys were just working all day. Rotating. Naked, just dick out for the boys. <laughs> damn. Dick out for Harambe. <laughs> Yeah, that's my. That guy. was a good ass show too. Probably all those motherfuckers died. Wait, there's a show called Digs Out for Harambe. Nope. Or are you talking about Chernobyl? <laughs> I was talking about Chernobyl. They had their digs out for Harambe. Oh yeah. <laughs> what about your guys' takes? I like honestly. I didn't have many problems with it. There was. I know we talked about it on the previous pod with them missing, and that didn't seem like a big deal to me because they weren't even. They're were probably drunk as shit. For one, it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one there was one guy who's drunk as hell and he killed him so they probably all were drinking through this stuff because i don't know how else you get through those nights probably everyone was everyone was drunk every night it was dark they i don't think they were really good shooters back then i don't think the germans were yeah that scene was pretty badass honestly just <laughs> when he was drunk as fuck and he was they're fighting for their lives and then the other guy just stumbled in he's like what the fuck's going on yeah it was <laughs> yeah, intense it as hell wow no, I, it was, that is definitely more of a nitpicky thing. But my main problem was I was a huge, I didn't really like Dean Charles Chapman's character. He seemed really brash. I, I get it. Obviously, he really wants to save his brother and stuff, but he was just acting really, really stupid the whole movie. He would just run out of the trench and look over the horizon. And I was just expecting him to get just sniped every time. I, I, 
I from the very beginning, I thought like I was gonna die just because of how careless he was being. I was like, "Fuck, this dude's just gonna get domed out of nowhere." But then he got. I thought he was gonna die because he's died in anything I've ever seen him, and he died in the King two (laughs) seconds. He died Game of Thrones a season in. I figured, yeah, good point. He was gonna die. I didn't think he was stupid though. I figured he got word from the general who said, "Dude, you guys will be able to make it all the way to there, and there's gonna be literally no one there because we've scouted it." And fucking saved the other guy's life who got exploded on yeah that was badass the only thing he was stupid about is that he for whatever reason was like let's help this german fool who just got shot down by our troop obviously why would you try to help that guy yeah dude he's, he's got a good heart he's gonna be in a bad mood <laughs> that guy on fire just got yeah. shot down by fucking american or british soldiers yeah. he had a big ass knife too when they showed that and they flashed to it for a second i was like this guy's gonna try to stab him damn good call i didn't even see that yeah shanked his ass yeah so yeah and his i thought they built the characters together pretty well leading up to that point that was at the hour mark in the movie you wouldn't even realize that too that was halfway through the movie yeah he died fairly early i feel like an hour in that was honestly it felt early but well, i'm saying for being Potentially the main character. That's pretty early. Oh, it, I get what you're it saying. felt early, okay. but yeah. yeah, I guess an hour in, halfway through the movie. I mean, they went all the way yeah. through No Man's Land. That shit would take. Dude, that's the oh, thing yeah. about no it. Man's Land. It did feel like I guess they kind of had to make it short like that. It feels like they made a lot of progress and not yeah uh, the amount of time we were watching. Like they traveled like 500 yards. Yeah, I get that they had probably to speed that up. I would because I bet, dude, those trenches even on your side, just trying to get there would be packed, take forever just to get through your own side. But I still think it painted it out really well what it would have felt like going through this field and all this shit, man. That guy like hand fell into the nasty deer. I thought that was gonna fuck him up too for the movie. Deer, I did too. Deer? Yeah, that was a human. No, there was a human. Oh yeah, sorry. The though. Ca- sorry, there was a deer <laughs> somewhere, but that was just a man's chest just caved in from rats. Yeah, that's fucking. <laughs> Right into his wound, too. Yeah, right on his cut, dude. Gnar. I thought for sure something was going to come from that. Yeah. Okay, but I remembered one of my points. This was one of my things, though, was just the woman and her child underground was seemed kind of like a distraction from the movie. What? That's totally what happened back then, though. Oh, I know. People would hide out and shit. No, they just Germans straight up left elderly women just kids they just left themselves to fend for themselves while they were taking over cities oh no i'm not yeah i wasn't saying it's weird that they were there that they that shit definitely did happen i was just saying the fact that he got away under this house and stuff oh my god know, that seemed- seems nitpicky dude <laughs> oh my god they just getting ran there's a drunk guy chasing him he fooled him drunk dudes got his yeah. ass it was like 10 minutes he got a little breather in That's there true. it just seemed like he went one room underground and then when he came out it seemed like they were way further in the building so it just seemed weird to me weird the whole scene that whole scene just seemed what did, weird. What did you like about off. this movie? i don't know maybe i just can't put my finger on it honestly i i really like the action i like the story i like the main guy's character george mckay that's the actor i can't remember the character's name he had a dope character obviously technically the movie was very well done i like the cinematography and directing and sound sound design vfx all of that was really really good and and i like this story honestly too it was just really simple grounded story and it fit perfectly in the setting oh yeah me too i was just saying i didn't have you i didn't have a problem with that that it was simple i liked it it was just we need to go do this rescue mission a day a day in the life essentially yeah worked it was cool it works with the one shot style too just being really immersive and 
You're right. It does feel like a day in the life. Yeah, it was really good. All the details were really well done. Visually appetizing. Their attention to detail and everything was really good. When I was watching this behind the, the scenes thing, they were saying that they they did a ton of practice shots just testing flares to see how the lighting would look because Roger Deakins wanted to get the certain like silhouette shots that he's famous for and all that and just like paint how dark and how hard it would be to even try to catch a guy during this because the lighting would be shifting the whole time. Damn, that's you know what? The more you you talk about this, the more I feel like my shooting nitpick might have been ungrounded. It is. Yeah. Well, and I was saying the Germans literally were known as this was something we were looking into after the Germans were bad shooters. <laughs> like they were known to be shitty shooters in World yeah. War One. Yeah, and they were known as stormtroopers too. What do you mean? Wait, what? Oh, wait, like literally that's where the stormtrooper name came from? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they, that's why they're ass at shooting in Star Wars too? It's because they were ass at shooting in World War One. I'm not saying that. I don't know potentially, that. yeah. Potentially. But that's what maybe George Lucas would inspire. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know they were called. That's cool. Yeah, when I fucking, when I tweeted about that, some guy commented on it and I was like, dude, I totally forgot that they were called stormtroopers in World War Why are they called? I'm going to look into it. Is that more World War II? No, no, I think you're right. I just wonder, like, what does the term mean, stormtrooper? Like, Like the dudes that actually went over the top and assaulted the fucking shit. The assault troopers. It says, okay, it says, <laughs> yeah, and it says these Germans, the stormtroopers, were literally known to be worse shooters. <laughs> Just because they were, like, very poorly trained, I'm guessing. It's probably why they sent them over. Yeah, Go that get too. Em. Go <laughs> get them, bud. Yeah, okay, bye. Dude, that's when they started the eugenic shit. Affalicious. Like, s- send the weak ones over. Damn, it's fucked. Yeah, so they got it pretty accurate then, man. These were just bad shooters. That was, yeah. I enjoyed all that. He and he to even think about it though, he did actually get shot. He got hit in the dome. He did get hit in the dome piece. Yep. Wait, when did he get hit in the Remember? dome? When he, opened he gets the door. he opened that door and that sniper. German one shot him with his bleeding out. Got hella lucky. Hit him right in the top of his helmet. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now that you said he got hit in the helmet. I was confused about that. I was like, what the now fuck? Now that I think about it, th- that was one thing in the movie because I remember thinking like, why would you he had. They made a whole point about how he did have grenades. So wouldn't you want to just throw a grenade in there instead of opening the door all the way? What do you think, Luke? I'm not sure. What if there's women and children in the house? Who knows? In the room with the with the German? Maybe. I guess that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I just think if I was in one on one and I was thinking about it, I'd probably want to use those grenades. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> even know if I would be thinking about casualties at yeah, that point. Just, I'm, I'm in a one on one to the death with this guy. I don't know, man. I wouldn't even be thinking, like, shit. He probably thought he'd already had him neutralized. And he was just a big target going in there, too. Maybe. But you can't be sure. He knew he clipped him. Yeah, he did know he clipped him. After he kept shooting. So he probably thought he was fucking compromised. I thought he got him in the shoulder, though. Like, when they're showing it, it looked like nicked his shoulder. So they knew I knew he was hit, but I didn't think. I was just saying, like, you should approach that like he's still alive in there. Why not? You have this grenade, fuck. Why not? Or kick it open and then flash. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Something different than just being this big target and taking a shot to the dome. Or just peek the door door open a little bit, toss it. That's in. what I'm saying. Yeah. Or be or be yeah. laying down or something and kick it open. Yeah. Like push it open. 
<laughs> I'm just thinking of so many other ways. Okay, like, fucking Navy SEAL I'm sorry, Zach. I'm sorry. They're just standing up and open. Oh, that was the only thing for me. But everything else in that movie I thought was great, man. I would be totally okay if this one best picture. It was that good for me. I want to go see it in theaters again. Yeah, I liked it. Richard Madden showing up too was a nice surprise at the very end. Oh, yeah. yeah King of the North. Getting in there. My boy. That was a good scene. And he was... Just his little bit, man, was so emotional, honestly. Did a really good job. Fuck, dude. And they said in that last sequence, too, the bombing sequence, when he was running, he ran into two people on accident for real. Oh, when they're running perpendicular yeah. to him? That's why you see him just I mean, sprinting to try to catch up to the camera after he runs into the second guy. <laughs> I like that, though. Kind of gives it a little more authenticity to it. Like, it feels more real. Feels more natural. That's what I was saying. I remember when we were watching it, me and Daniel, I was thinking, damn, they made him run into two guys. That's kind of fucked up. Just pick two random dudes, but they look so natural. It did look like he didn't mean to do that. So he didn't. And he was saying that because those those scenes are so expensive that if you got to keep rolling, even if you run into someone, keep doing the whole take. It's almost like theater a little bit at that point. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And I wasn't... the one-on-one, though, I forgot I said, just talk about that, when he was going against the sniper on the bridge. That scene was intense. I was so into that scene. It felt like something out of yeah, that scene was Call of Duty or some shit. It felt like the Saving Private Ryan scene with the sniper in the bell tower, kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good comparison. Damn, I love that movie. Yeah, man, just a good movie. That guy, that guy handled himself really well as a character. Like his friend just died. He like just leaves his body and has to go keep going on this crazy mission, man. Fuck. Yeah, damn. And he got tempted by the lady. She was like, dude, just stay. You're probably tired as fuck. And then he's like, no, I got to make it. Well, I it. think he was going to stay because he was already late at that point. Would, weren't they leaving the next morning, though? Yeah, but he pa- he didn't even know how long he was passed out for. They were going to battle at dawn i thought right yeah at dawn and he escaped that city at dawn when he jumps into the river yeah which is another part too just climbing over all those bodies and shit fuck man oh dude that shit was gnarly damn bro what a fucking shitty day he didn't even want to be a part of it either (laughs) oh i know he almost went back (laughs) that fucking that drive fuck dude i can't believe i'm surprised that they didn't okay i guess i shouldn't say surprise but because there was a lot of really good actors this year, but shit, I wouldn't have been surprised if he had gotten nominated. I thought he was great. I thought he was the best at performance in the movie. 100%. What'd you guys rate it? First Instinct, I'd probably just say like 86. Damn. that's I'm going to give it a 96, man. Good ass movie. Oh, shit. I don't have any problem with it besides the one thing I was talking about. That good, man. Yeah, I liked it. It was a good movie. Easily top five of the year for me. Luke, what about you? So you like high 80s, 89. 88. So singing. He based all that shit off his, his grandpa, too. Apparently, his grandpa had to go and track down company A, B, and C by himself, though. They just sent this guy out in no man's land by himself. And in his journal, he was saying that they were shooting at him, but they were just kind of fucking with him because they couldn't just believe that there was some troop just out there on his own. Or at least that's what he <laughs> figured in his mind because he couldn't, he couldn't figure out why they wouldn't just kill him. They were just shooting at around him, you know? What the fuck? They think they just thought he went AWOL or something. Just a troop that lost his shit. Yeah. And he was, so they were just fucking Yeah, but them. he was able to track down all the other companies. And what they did back then is that they they were retreating back to like the Hindenburg line. Hinden, Hindenburg line. Sorry. Hmm. So that was a real thing. Isn't that, 
the Hindenburg line isn't that the really famous line that stretches shit tons of miles in France? Yeah, like the main line. Yeah. So they were just retreating back to that, trying to just do what they did, just fake them out and see if they'd bite because communication was hard back then. All the towers are down. Probably just using carrier pigeons in, in that bitch. Carrier pigeons. <laughs> yeah. They really did, though. Did they? I thought they would just use the planes. Damn, they're probably just killing all the birds. Fuck. Well, they probably use both. It's just pigeons, dude. They're the rats of the sky. A very solid movie. I don't got anything else to say on it. That's it. Good movie. If you haven't seen it, goes. if you listen to this whole review, go see it in theaters before it's gone. Do it. Oh, you know what I forgot to say is Watchmen Season 2 is not happening pretty much now for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, what happened with that? So basically, Damien Lindelof, he's been saying the same thing from the beginning that he's done, but he would be down for someone else to carry it on if they think there was a story there. But Casey Boys, who's yeah. the HBO exec president in charge of this shit, essentially, he was saying, we're not going to do another season without him there. So that if he's done, then we're pretty much done, too. We're moving on. So, and they need to know because like, we'll know 100% for sure when they announce it for the Emmys here soon, when all that stuff happens, because they have to submit it either as a series or as a limited series. Cause those are different award categories. Yeah. So that'll happen soon anyway. But that was one reason why they needed to know. Can they go back on that though? If they do limited series, I mean that it's not like they're contractually obligated to not make a second season after that. I wonder if you'd have to call it, It'd have to be like an anthology series or something, maybe different characters. Because that was another thing, too, was saying that he would be, if Lindelof wanted to do some sort of anthology with it, they'd be cool with it. But I don't know what you would do. You'd have to. Yeah, I don't know. How would her being Dr. Manhattan now would affect anything? Wouldn't it be basically the same person? No, what I'm just saying is that her presence would have to be in the show if it's an anthology. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, I feel like no matter who the person is before they're Dr. Manhattan, once they become Dr. Manhattan, their whole personality shifts and changes. They're not even the same person that they were before. But I, I misunderstood what oh, you said. Oh, I'm just saying, like, I don't care. If, if they're going to go past this point, I want to see what happens with her. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, she's would be the most interesting yeah. character going Agreed. forward. And I don't know how you'd work an anthology series without her, her that character being in it, is what I was saying. So, yeah, I agree with you. You know what you're saying, too. Yeah. Okay, that's it, boys. We didn't do any Oscar talk. I mean, unless you guys had any hot takes. Not really. Joker winning best best actor or Joaquin. Joaquin. That movie got the most nominations though, eleven. That's surprising, honestly. Seems like a lot. Thought it was like pretty great movie, but that's a lot of award. There's a lot of good movies. And usually they're not that generous with comic book movies. Even though this isn't, I don't know. This is not tra- your traditional comic book movie to what we are accustomed yeah, to. Yeah, I feel like they've been, you're right, you're totally right, this is the most ever, and they've been opening up to it, it seems, over time. Dark Knight was the first one. When that got snubbed for Best Picture, that was when they changed oh They God. changed the award to literally say, these can get nominated now. Or they changed it so 10 movies can get nominated. Because yeah. I couldn't even tell you in 2008 or the 2009 Oscars, could not tell you what won Best Picture that year, off the top of my head. Was it like Slumdog Millionaire or something? Or was that earlier? You might be right. Should I check? I think I think it was some dog, but let's check. Best picture. Because I've been 2009 because it came out 2008. Oh, some dog yeah. millionaire. Good call. Oh, shit. 2008 was No Country for Old Men. Fuck, that was a good ass movie, but that would have been before. And that, 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 been, movie. that movie is a fucking great movie. That's an all time great right there. It's a classic. I agree with that. But in the next year, Dark Knight is a better movie than Slumdog Millionaire. And Slumdog Millionaire is a great movie, but this movie wasn't even nominated. 
Like what was nominated? That's what we should be checking. Oh, it wasn't even nominated? No, Dude, that's no. what I'm saying. That's why they changed it to allow 10 movies. So now it's 10 movies. Here's the nominees. Frost Nixon, The Reader, Slumdog Millionaire, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and Milk. Benjamin Button? <laughs> I have... Okay, out of those movies, I've only seen Benjamin Button and Slumdog Millionaire. So I can't really speak on those other three, but Benjamin Button was definitely not as good as The Dark Knight. I'm sorry. The Reader's not even a good movie. I can't even believe that I got fucking nominated. What the fuck? What's that about? It's like a Kate Winslet movie. Oh. It's directed by Sidney Pollack. That one... Never mind. Oh, it's a drama. Rob. I'm thinking of a different movie. It's directed by Stephen Daldry. It's something, it has something to do with after World War II. It's like rebuilding and after World War II. Yeah. I was reading the synopsis. It's of not it. better. It's not better than fucking Dark Knight. Period pieces always do better at the Oscars, I feel but like. But look, this movie even... Rotten Tomatoes, 63%. Metacritic, 58%. Like, that's not even critics thought it was the best Oof. movie. That's mixed. Shit. Sus. Us. Oscars. Sus. And Dark Knight that year got nominated for eight eight awards. So it's just that, yeah, mm. that is true. That This is a new level now for comic book movies. But this one was much different than what we're normally accustomed to. Black Panther got nominated for a lot, too. Yeah, but like four, right? Seven. Four oh, shit. And seven. Best Picture. Nice. Is this the first year that two comic book movies have both been nominated for just the Oscars in general? Would Endgame get visual effects? Visual effects and I think maybe one other thing, but it might have just been, it might have, oh, like sound editing or something. Let's look. Check that. Oh, fuck. Star Wars got more nominations than Endgame. Dude, that is horseshit. <laughs> I don't even care what happened in Star Wars. It's horseshit. John Williams is going to get nominated though yeah okay i can't take away from the goat he has like 52 nominations or some crazy shit like that yeah they just got best visual effects that was it damn would you would you have been mad if rdj got nominated for best actor best supporting actor yeah because in the end i thought there was a lot of really good movies by the end of the year okay maybe i've never i haven't seen the two popes so i can't really speak on that one yeah. but they didn't even nominate Taron Edgerton for Rocket Man, which I thought was pretty great. He didn't get nominated for that. I Here's the he best did. actor nominees: Jonathan Price, The Two Popes, Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. I haven't seen that movie; it's on my list to watch. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. He was really good in that. And Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. So there's definitely other people, but I haven't seen two of these movies, so I can't speak on it. But even the guy from like Parasite, I thought was pretty good. The dad, Taron Edgerton, was pretty great. I thought Christian yeah. Bale was fucking great and Matt Damon in Ford v. Ferrari. Christian Bale was better, though. So you think all of those people were better than RDJ in Endgame? When I rewatched it, he wasn't even on the screen all that much either. He was pretty good in it, but it was yeah. more just because he was great in it. He was great, but it was also that he was dying. I think that was a lot more of the effect on me. His character died. And after Doolittle, I guarantee he's coming back sometime in the next couple of years. So <laughs> that, that sentiment is going to be gone Bro. soon. Oh, you think he's coming back to the Marvel Guarantee Universe? Guarantee it, dude. I, he will be back. I'll bet money on it. I don't know. I was watching his uh, podcast with Joe Rogan that he that came out like a couple days yeah. ago. And it seemed like he was pretty set on not coming back. Dude, after this movie, he got $20 million for Doolittle. He's not going to get those $20 million deals again. Oh, bro, come on. Yes, he will. He's already Jay. 
Dude, he's not going to – they're going to say, look at what your last movie did. Is you as the lead, just pure star power, you only brought out $22 million over the weekend. I mean, it's Dr. Doolittle. He gives a fuck about Dr. Doolittle. Well, what do you think his next role is going to be after this? You don't – okay, unless it's Sherlock, which he's going to do. After that, he's going to do – look at – okay, look at his movies while he was also in the MCU and doing other movies. How many of them were crazy successes that if you're paying an actor just 20 – you're just paying one actor $20 million not including the actual production of a movie, that movie's always going to be expensive. What were his other movies? The Judge, I think, was it? Pineapple Express was before, filmed that before he was Iron Man. Or, I mean, sorry, that came out the same year. You mean Tropic Thunder? What did I say? Pineapple Express? Pineapple Express. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm stoned. I meant meant fucking Tropic Thunder. (laughs) Great movie. Yeah, definitely. Dude, and he was blackface in that too. Yeah, he probably could not do that movie in 2020. Probably not, yeah. Oh, damn, that was only 12 years ago. What else did he do? He did The Soloist or something like that with Jamie Foxx. Oh, you're just saying all the movies before that? No, no, I'm talking about his since he started where he can demand $20 a movie. I think it was just those. And I don't even think you could count Tropic Thunder in there because that was before the MCU really blew up or anything. Who else is getting $20 a movie? Leonardo DiCaprio? Him and maybe Brad Pitt. Or other Avengers actors. Chris Hemsworth was the most paid actor out of anyone last year. And his last movie flopped too. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, MIB. What was his last movie? Men in Black. Oh, Men in Black. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just a shitty sequel again. I don't... But yeah, yeah. That's a whole other thing I'd have to look into. Let me see. The Rock, dude. The Rock would be one. That guy can command that shit because, dude, people just go out for his movies even if they're shit. Dude, The Rock to me is absurd. The Rock is kind of an Arnold Schwarzenegger type of actor. You know what I mean? Just an action star. He just plays himself kind of a little bit. We totally lost Luke. It's fine. Yeah, he's sleeping. Damn, RDJ got a lot of money for Jackie Chan, but that's all because of the overseas shit. Yeah. And this other guy, Ash K. Kumar, I don't know who that is. Must be a Bollywood actor. 65 million. Kumar? Oh wait, no, no, no. I, I don't think you'll know this guy. I just looked at a picture of him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you're right, Dwayne, Dwayne, and then Chris Hemsworth. Damn. Yeah, dude. I bet Chris Evans is up there too. I just, I totally could Possibly. see it, man. Imagine the hype there would be if he came back. <laughs> no, I'm not denying that there. That would be the most hype shit ever. And the MCU has a way that it's so easy to just wrap people back in. No, they can do multiverse yeah. shit. They could, they could easily bring him back somehow. I'm not saying they can't bring him back. It, it just seems. To me, he really wants to do new shit. He's kind of getting tired of that character. Wants to yeah, do he wants to do fucking doolittle. He's trying to just stick his fucking hand up a dragon's ass. Like that's the scene in the movie. <laughs> that's what he's doing now. He's gonna he's gonna come back. That's what Iron Man died for. This <laughs> dude, different universes <laughs> separated. Don't don't connect them. Yo, but the thing is, think about this too. But you were saying he wants to do he's other so, stuff. That's what I'm saying. This is his first thing that he does after he's done. No. Okay, questionable decision. <laughs> I'm not denying that. You don't know how good it is. But that doesn't be. mean do little. Did yeah. you expect this movie to be good? Eddie? It could be good. It could be <laughs> blow us all out of the water. No way. <laughs> After what we knew what was happening behind it, could they be. had to do the whole reshoots and all that shit. There was no way it was going to be good. Okay, but that doesn't mean all of his movies are going to be like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I was just talking about getting paid like that. That I think he's going to want to... He's already been paid like that, so he's going to want to stay there, and he's eventually going to go back because he's going to just accustom to that. Oh, my point for that was just he's already so well set off, he doesn't even need to worry about that anymore. Like, he's he's put himself to where he's so comfortable where he can, you know, pick and choose the projects that he wants to take, like Leo or Brad Pitt. 
or somebody like that, you know, just super high caliber and they can pick and choose, be a little bit more picky. What's his next movie after this? He's probably booked, right? I don't know. But Dr. Doolittle was definitely missing. <laughs> he must have, maybe he, he said, if I do this, you have to do this movie that I want to do or something like that. Like, What, with the studio? Yeah. What studio is he? This is, that was Universal. So Universal's not doing too great lately. That's They had this movie and then last month they had Cats. Shit. But I think 19, <laughs> 1917 might be under their window somehow, but it's not exact. It's not Universal Pictures. It's not on the name on it. It's one of their studios under it, under the umbrella, I think. Yo, check this out. I'm going to send this in the chat real quick. These are the first two movies that come up. Sherlock's Holmes 3. Is he in Black Widow? I think he's going to have a little cameo in it, but I think it's something that was filmed already. It's recycled footage from Civil War that was unused or something like that. Dude, I want to see RDJ in some new movies, though. Yeah, he's going back to a franchise, Sherlock's Holmes 3. So $20 million for that. Oh, I want to see him in a new movie, Zach. New movie. New one. Doesn't, but yeah, I, it doesn't seem like he's trying new stuff. Sherlock Holmes 3. Is that rumor, though? That was just like the front page of No, Google. that's for sure happening. Yeah, that, that's been reported. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Big sigh. Let me check his IMDb. <laughs> I have like his uh that like info I can sorry Luke we got a little doing a biopic side tangent John Brinkley who's that no fuck I have no idea the first real astronomer of Ireland <laughs> <laughs> and later the Bishop of Cloyne the goat gland doctor he achieved he achieved national fame international authority notoriety that's some weird shit dog and great wealth through the xenotransplantation of goat testicles into humans this is his next movie this is what iron man died why, for why this guy <laughs> i don't know man fuck. what the fuck is this shit he was also by accident and radio pioneer who began the era of mexican border blaster radio what the fuck i don't know what that is border blaster radio goat his yeah his he's known for goat gland transplantation <laughs> Why? Why does this guy need a biopic? <laughs> like, why does Robert Downey Jr. want to do this guy's movie? Are they related? Oh, shit. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not even going to look into it. Fuck that. Maybe this helped a lot of people's lives. Let me check. That has to be a good reason. Dude. Why would he? He. This is. This seems like he's trying to go for some weird award style role. You know what I mean? Oscar bait shit. But why would this guy be Oscar important? Bait. Okay, one sec. 1818. What was about paying good wages? Oh, so he paid paid people fairly. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Made house calls on patients afflicted with the flu pandemic of 1918. Seems pretty bad, like a pretty badass doctor. Maybe he's just a super eccentric doctor and he's that kind of person. Is that the rules that he's going for now? Do you think someone's going to pay him 20 million though to make this movie? No, but that doesn't mean, I don't think he wants 20 million every time, you know? I mean, obviously if he could get it, then yes, that's what he wants, but... I don't think he's going to demand that for every movie he takes. But what if, okay, well, Sherlock Holmes 3 is going to be a hit no matter what. Yeah, people are going to come out to watch it for sure. What if he has another flop after that? Because it just shows that besides the big franchises, Sherlock's, Sherlock, uh, MCU, he can't get paid. Then you think eventually, like, this is this could be even 10, at this point, this is six, seven years down the line. Then the return of Iron Man. <laughs> then the return. Iron Fuck. Man 4 announced phase six. He just gets time machined in. Yeah. He, like, I'm back, bitch. He comes and trains in an alternate universe or some shit, trains the next Iron Man. Dude, there's still millions of Iron Man out there, just in different universes. Exactly. It'd be so easy. Yeah. There's infinite Iron Man. 
What the fuck? Yeah. Damn, this guy got sued more than a dozen times for wrongful death between 1930 and 1941. For wrongful death? Yeah, because he used questionable tactics to try to heal people, and it ended up just killing him. Hmm. I wonder if they were already going to die before that, or if they had like a... Or he's just experimenting on people. Yeah, is he experimenting? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Interesting. Dude, now that we're researching this guy a little bit, he does sound pretty... I don't even think his goat gland shit even helped. Probably didn't do anything. (laughs) Do they use that now? I mean, they transplant pig intestines into people. Hmm. For certain organs. I'm reading. Hold on. I'm pretty sure like a pig heart or a pig liver or something is really anatomically this says close. Brinkley, to Brinkley had signed death certificates for 42 people, many of whom were not sick when they showed up at his clinic. So he got people. People died because they came to him because he tried his tactics on them. I wonder how many doctors were like that, though. This is in the night. I don't know. Yeah, this is 1930s. Probably people just desperate, man, because this is like Great Depression time. Damn, I'm not trying to make excuses for this guy. But <laughs> Sounds pretty like, like kind of making... piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I, I can keep reading, but fuck, dude. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. This seems like a whatever. RDJ, if this is what you want to do, dude. you want to make Doolittle and play Shady Doctor. RDJ and I want him in Anni- movies like Annihilation. I want him in movies like 1917. <laughs> He's too old for those. Or Mad Max. He's too old. He's like in his 50s, man. No, I'm not saying those movies specifically. I'm just saying like, good solid fucking movies that aren't a series i mean mad max is i mean like going in it's so disc you're saying going and pairing yourself up with just a good ass director or a good ass writer and just trying to make good movies i want to see rdj in a fucking quentin tarantino movie you know that'd be awesome yeah too late probably well you need 20 million and quentin can't afford that his movies his most expensive movie was 90 mil he doesn't need 20 mil (laughs) he would get 20 million from a quentin movie i'm saying he would take less to be in it you think so? I mean, Finger, we don't know. I don't know. Crossed. I'm just saying from where he's at now, he's been to that part where he can command this shit that I don't see why he... And he's doing movies like Doolittle. I don't think he cares. He's just trying to cash in. You think so? Yeah, we'll see, though. Well, how much did he get paid for Doolittle? Over $20 million. Damn. But okay. that movie cost $175 million. There was no way that movie was making money. It has to make $450 million to make money, and it made $22 million this weekend. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's a fat flop. They'll probably lose like a hundred million dollars in this movie. That's on his. That's on his resume right now. Post Iron Man, dude. It's a conspiracy. People are gonna boycott his movie so that he'll come back to the MCU. (laughs) Dude, this is Disney. Disney's doing this. They're pulling the fucking strings behind this. Yeah, they want this movie to fail. On that, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fools. Hot take. I think that's it. We're good. I feel like we got enough material here. Luke's been checked yeah. out. <laughs> Christian's probably getting pissed at me. Oh, yeah. Try, oh, my bad, dude. I forgot. All right. Let me wrap it up. So that's it. That's all we got. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at NotAMoviePod, at Culture Crave. Follow your boys. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash NotAMoviePod. We got a Discord chat, too. If you want to join it, message us on Twitter, at NotAMoviePod. We have a bunch of different topics, Marvel, Star Wars. I just got that shit set up yeah, today, thanks. boys. I saw that. Fuck, what else? Shout out Julian, j5music.com. If you haven't listened, if you're a new listener, go back and listen to our Star Wars review. We did that a couple weeks back. We did Mandalorian Season 8. We did Watchmen. We did Game of Thrones way back. What else we do? Stranger Things. Joker. Bunch of movies, man. We're going to do a bunch of movies, I think, next. I want to do some more Oscar-style movies. Same, I'm down. I'm down to do basically any movie. Yeah, because most of these are now just back on streaming or in theaters again for the Oscar hype. So we could do a couple of those. 
All right, we out. Yep. Later. I love you guys. And my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spend in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. What can I say? Mamba out.